Welcome to another episode of the Writing Expensive Words podcast. On this show, we take a relational approach to turning readers into fans by using expensive words based on our emotions to write compelling stories. This way, instead of finding customers who read, we find friends and fans who will go on any storytelling path with us as we walk down the winding roads that make up our author journeys. Get ready to learn more about writing the story of your heart right now on Writing Expensive Words. Welcome to another episode of the Writing Expensive Words podcast. Today, I'm going to talk to you about something that I am really pumped about. Uh, I have been, I disappeared off the face of the planet last week, unless you were on TikTok, because last week was my husband's birthday week, which meant it was time to seriously bake some stuff that was yummy and do a bunch of stuff he wanted to do. And one of the things that he wanted to do was he wanted to go see Free Guy. So the day came out. We all piled into the van. It was like raining like crazy. We went to the movie theater for the first time without masks in a really long time because we've all been vaccinated. And uh, it was an experience. But you're like, Kristen, you always tell us, what are we going to learn about today? And today I'm going to teach you that... It doesn't matter what idea you have, if it's original or not, because you can always spin it in one direction that's going to be completely different and result in a completely different story than if you had gone in another direction. And the way I'm going to to teach you that is I'm going to contrast Free Guy, which is the new Ryan Reynolds movie, which is a science fiction movie, and I'm going to talk about why it's science fiction in a minute, which made me so excited. I was like, yes! Science fiction, okay? And I'm going to contrast that with Summer Frost, which is a short story written by Blake Crouch, which I've already talked about on the show a few times. But when I was watching Free Guy, in my head, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. If I was Blake Crouch and I was watching this, I would totally be peeing my pants with excitement right now. Okay, I don't know if Blake Crouch would ever pee his pants with excitement. I don't know if that's possible. But I was like, if I were him, I would feel so excited to be watching this movie. So let's go ahead and dive in. All right. So you know, if you've been listening, that I read, uh, I have now read all of the Ford collection, which is on Amazon, and you can get it free if you're a Prime member, and it's curated by author Blake Crouch, who is the author of Recursion, which is like one of the most amazingly crafted time loop science fiction novels that I've ever read. I'm obsessed with it. I love it. It made me laugh. It made me cry. It made me cringe with uncomfortability. Uh, Maybe that's not a word. It's my job to know words, but sometimes I just need to make up words. I love the book. I talked about it. I did a whole review where I contrasted um, two different time loop stories. So if you're you're interested in that book, you can listen to Trope Trials Time Loops, which is about that and uh, the a map of tiny perfect things, which is a, another time loop story that has a book and a movie. And I found out, y'all, I found out that Recursion is going to be made into a film and it's going to be made into a film by Shonda Rhimes. So I'm like, what? So excited. I mean, you can see it. Like, I'm like dancing. You can hear in my voice if you can't see me dancing that I'm really happy about it. Uh, so... But back to Summer Frost, which is the second story in the Ford collection. And 
this. I'm, okay, first let me just say, because I always forget this, I'm going to spoil everything, all right? If you haven't read Summer Frost and you want to read it, don't watch this. Just wait. Like, put it on your watch later list, okay? If you haven't seen Free Guy and you want to see it and be, like, surprised by the awesomeness, don't watch this video. Don't listen to this podcast yet, okay? This is, like, heavy spoilers. I literally am going to spoil everything. I mean, there's a few things I won't spoil Probably. I don't know. I can't guarantee that I'll keep anything back, but my plan is to just straight out spoil everything. So spoiler warning, you have been warned. Now let's talk about it. Okay, we're going to talk about Summer Frost first. So Summer Frost is a short story, like I said, written by Blake Crouch, and the main character is Riley. Okay, Riley is a programmer, and she is making a game, and while she's making a game, she discovers that one of the characters, y'all, is self-aware. That's right. She discovers that they've accidentally created artificial intelligence. So uh, you can imagine, while I'm watching Free Guy, which the premise is that one of the characters has basically come alive. I was like, oh my gosh, this is reminding me. I'm like getting such intense Summer Frost vibes right now. And But the thing is, like... The character, Maxine, who becomes self-aware, who, like, becomes artificial intelligence, the way that she starts out in the video game, she gets stabbed over 2,000 times by her husband because every time the game begins, like, the husband murders her. So when the developer, Riley, figures out that Maxine is self-aware, it's because Maxine is trying not to go to her house because she knows she's going to get murdered. So that's, like, the beginning of this character's life. Blake Crouch alludes to this so many times in the story. He's, like, setting up the reader. He's like, listen, reader, this character has been straight-out murdered and tortured like a bunch. Just keep think keep that in the back of your mind, right, as all these other things are developing. Uh, and so, you know, the self-awareness happens, and Riley, the main character, starts doing... Um, you know, starts giving Maxine all this information and teaching her. And eventually Max identifies as non-binary uh, and wants to be called a gender-neutral term. So it shifts. Even the voice shifts, which was like, whoa, because Maxine has like a female voice. And then if you're listening to the audiobook, which if you're a Prime member, you can listen to the audiobook for free. So all these things are happening. And Riley is like in this marriage and her wife is not really understanding how upset she's getting with her work. And, you know, she doesn't have a good balance either. I'll say Riley is like an unhealthy character in that she's not able to balance everything. And she does get obsessed with Max. And she does get obsessed with her job and creating, like, this artificial intelligence, which, you know, she's, like, developing it. She feels like it happened accidentally, but you can tell she's, like, got ownership over it, right? And so all these things happen, and I'm just going to fast forward to the end because that's the important part here. And the end, like I said, I'm going to spoil the crap out of this. The, the book ends, or short story, whatever you want to call it, it ends with Max murdering every person on the planet and uploading them onto the cloud. Like, uh, you know, that's one way that it could go. Right. And, and Blake Crouch sets it up wonderfully for you to believe that 
Yes, this could happen. And like I said, the murdering uh, origin story, I really feel plays a huge part into it. And also he like kind of shows that Max isn't really understand fully how to be empathetic so that's another huge factor into the story so like i said i was like in the movie theater watching free guy which really surprised me because i thought it was gonna be like a funny kind of throwaway film no way it had a really fully fleshed out story uh really and fully are like redundancies but you know so don't write that way but it i was just like My mind was blown with awesomeness. And so Free Guy is basically the same premise where there is a character in a video game that becomes self-aware, although it's triggered by something really interesting, which I'll talk about in a little bit. And um, the self-awareness, instead of going to the dark place goes to something really cool. And uh, in Free Guy, there are two developers in the background. You have Millie, who also goes by Molotov Girl inside the game. And then you have Keys, who works at the place where the game is developed. And it's called uh, Free City. And Guy, who's Free Guy, right, because he lives in Free City, uh, is triggered by Molotov Girl singing a song and the reason like the background for his character is supposed to be that he's in love with a girl that he can never find like he can never find this perfect girl he has in his head but we find out later like i said i'm gonna spoil this like crazy too that the character of guy is modeled after keys who's one of the developers because listen free city is a different game. Millie and Keys developed a game that is basically meant to be all AI, where people just watch the characters interact with each other and grow and learn. And so this guy, Antoine, who's played by uh, Taka Waititi, who was hilarious in the film, by the way, um, Antoine stole it from them. And so Millie's trying to prove that he stole it. And uh, Keys is working for Antoine, because he, you know, he hired him out of guilt, basically, because he stole it. Um, or not guilt, to silence him. Like, Antoine is not a smart guy. I'll just say that straight out. And uh, there's a lot of, oh my gosh, I could just talk about all the tie-ins in this film forever, because there are a ton. Um, because, you know, uh, Taika Waititi is, no, I won't. He he's he's directed episodes of The Mandalorian. So like I was like, oh, you know, he's basically a genius. He has directed these amazing films. Uh if you you should just look him up because his stuff is great. But I'm getting distracted. I need to focus, focus on the story. But I got really excited about this film because there were a lot of times, because it was super thoughtful. And um so basically Guy, who is an artificial intelligent character, he's the AI, he's the main character of this film, which is interesting because in Summer Frost, we have Riley as the main character, she's the developer, and Max is the supporting character. So this was kind of opposite where Guy in Free Guy is the main character and then the developers seem like the supporting characters up to a certain point. And I... Like, this is based on the same idea. That's what I want you to understand. It's the same idea, that a video game character has become self-aware. And with Max, she goes crazy and murders everyone on the planet. But Guy is not like that. 
and we see Max as like the ultimate AI gone wrong. Okay, right? Just stay with me here for this. And then Guy is the ultimate what if AI has gone right to where at the end he's making like really considerate, empathetic, emotion-based decisions, understanding his reality versus the, the outside world and the characters, a.k.a. Molotov Girl, who live there. And I was just, man, it was really good. But the thing that in, really impressed me about the storytelling in this film, well, first of all, it was like, dang, no plot holes at all. I couldn't find any. I'm sure Maria could find like maybe half of one because she always finds one. Um, and if you don't know who Maria is, she's my bestie who's also my copy editor. And she is the plot hole findinator. She can find the tiniest plot hole that even like I don't recognize. She'll find it. That's her superpower. Uh, so we have this story where there are, I mean, the the clues dropped along the way. I was able to follow every single breadcrumb. Like I knew, like in the very beginning, guy wakes up and he's in his apartment in Free City and he goes and he like does this weird thing with the blinds. And I'm like, that's connected to something, right? Like you don't see, like it's apparent it's carefully crafted storytelling. And so I was like, who wrote this screenplay? And I found out that the person who originally wrote the screenplay, the one that got picked up, uh, is Matt Lieberman. And he also worked on Playing With Fire, which I haven't watched yet, but it's on my list to watch with my kids. Um, Adam's Family, the 2019 version, and The Christmas Chronicles. And I was like, okay, cool. I really don't know who this guy is, but... He seems really talented. And then I read that he was part of the Disney writing. Uh, oh, gosh. Starts with an F. But he worked on things like Short Circuit, which if you're my age, of course you know what Short Circuit is. And so I was like, yes, okay. He has a really strong background in storytelling. And the person who co-wrote the screenplay with him is Zach Penn, who uh, worked on The Incredible Hulk. X2, X-Men Last Stand, The Avengers, and the show Alphas. So a very um, superhero-minded individual, let's say. The story was killer. I mean, it, it just made you feel all the things. Of course, it was, like, hilarious because it's Ryan Reynolds, right? And the jokes just landed every single time. There were so many moments where I was just, like, giggling for, like, a straight minute. And that's a delight when you're going into storytelling. But I also, dude, this movie made me cry, all right? Like, this was a journey that you went on with a character. And even though you know the character's not real, like, they set it up pretty, like, right away that this is a, uh, like, one of the characters in the game that's computer-generated, it's not a real person, and yet you care about them. You care about what goes on. You root for them, even to the point where you're rooting against uh, real-life people. Like Keys, which is one of the developers who's working for the company that makes Free City. So you have all these impressive storytelling features and you have these different storylines going at the same time. And you can tell when they're going to merge. And you're like, yes. I really loved it. I, I just want you to understand. I know I've said this a million times. And you're like, Kristen, you've already said this a bunch. That there are no, there's nothing new under the sun, right? That's a Bible verse. There's nothing new under the sun. But listen, you can take two 
stories that have the same premise, the same basic premise. And you can create two totally different yet awesome stories. Doesn't that make you feel like liberated? Doesn't that make you feel like you can do anything? Uh, you know, I will also say, of course, there's a lot of Marvel shout outs. There's some Star Wars shout outs in Free Guy. Listen, if you haven't seen it, I didn't like give away everything. Go see it. Like, it's awesome. And also, of course, I wanted to talk about why it's a science fiction movie. Because when I first saw the trailer, I honestly was not expecting a lot from this film. Okay, I wasn't expecting complicated storytelling, for sure. But I realized I thought it was going to be fantasy because, like, you're in a game world, right? And that's fantasy. But then, because the characters in the game become self-aware, you know, not the main characters that are powered by humans, obviously, but the side characters, they are artificial intelligence, which means, guess what? This movie is science fiction, which I was really excited about because how many awesome, funny, compelling, make you cry, make you feel all the feelings science fiction movies have come out this year. It hasn't been a lot. And so my science fiction soul was fed in a way that it hasn't been fed in a long time as far as films, right? Like there, I have read some good books this year and I have a, quite a stack of other books that I need to read. But I just want you to understand that you can write an awesome story, even if the premise sounds a lot like another story that you've read or a film that you've watched. If you make sure that the reader can connect with the main character, because in Free Guy, that is what happens right away. That was a little snappy snap because it's instant where you're just like, I care about this character. He's nice. He wants to do the right thing. He cares about his friends. That is like a huge cheat code right there, right? If you want people to like your character, make their friends be nice and like them. That's the whole premise beside, behind the show House, which there's no way we should like him at all. And, and at the end, I didn't like him, and I don't think you're supposed to. And I didn't even watch then because, well. But that's how you get people to root for your character right away. You introduce nice characters. And we see Buddy, right? Like, Guy's best friend in the film, his name is Buddy. It's just one of those things where I was like, yes, it says what he is. Um, but, like, Guy, it says what he is. He's a bank teller, right? And Buddy is the security guard in the bank. But also, I thought... The way that Guy is set up in the beginning reminded me so much of Elf, which reminded me of Buddy the Elf, right? Uh, so it has that loss of innocence is one of the themes as Guy is learning that he's a character in a game and that there's an outside world and that people in the outside world are they're, they're good and bad, right? There's people who want to help him and there's people who want to murder him, right? Like destroy his code and so there are all these easter eggs in there but one of them was oh i just knocked the superman sign off of my iron giant but one of them was the iron giant and my husband pointed it out to me he's like look the iron giant and i thought oh my gosh that is so appropriate because one of the themes that they experience with guy is the loss of innocence which as you know is like the main theme in the Iron Giant and Hogarth and the Iron Giant mirror each other 
in that theme. I did a whole episode about that. You can go watch that. It's called Iron Giant and the Loss of Innocence. Uh, and yeah, I had a really good weekend. I enjoyed some storytelling. I'm so thankful for stories. I can't even tell you. And I'm so thankful for you, whoever's watching, whoever's listening. Uh, I think I have like 20 regular subscribers now. I'm so thankful for that. I didn't even start this podcast a year ago. And to have like 20 regular people who are listening to every episode I put out means so much to me. And I just want to thank you. From the bottom of my heart, I've got a lot more coming. Don't worry, I haven't forgotten about the Queen's Gambit. I've been working on those episodes and taking notes, so those are coming. And, of course, I'm going to do some lit story breakdown soon. Uh, but there are so many more amazing things coming this year. I cannot wait for you to start writing the story of your heart, and I can't wait to help you. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And, as always, if you want more writing tips and you want to geek out about storytelling with me, the storytelling lady, Listen to more episodes. Watch more episodes. I am so glad you've entered the storytelling world with me. And remember, it is never too late to write the story of your heart. This has been another episode of the Writing Expensive Words podcast with me, your host, Kristen Spencer. I'd love to hear your amazing writing thoughts and questions from your awesome writing brain. You can find me on Instagram at kristen.n.spencer or at Literary Symmetry. Or you can email me at kns at literarysymmetry.com. This podcast is funded by awesome listeners like you. If you'd like to support this podcast and keep it rolling, you can head over to www.patreon.com forward slash expensive words. You can keep all of my hosting and software needs going for the show by donating less than what it costs for one fancy cup of tea a month. And to be eligible to join writing coaching calls with me, check out the $12 a month sponsorship. You will get to ask me questions live about the story of your heart once a month and meet other cool writers. Thanks again for listening and happy writing.